It is wisdom that will set you free. Welcome to Mystic FM. Join us on a voyage of spiritual discovery. Welcome everyone, my name's Julian Rosser and this is the Mystic FM radio show brought to you by the Aetherius Society's New Zealand branch which is based in Birkenhead on Auckland's North Shore. This week we're joined by Tanya Solberg as we talk about the spirit realms, the place all of us will go in between each of our many incarnations upon this planet. Thousands of people throughout the world have recounted near-death experiences, which provide a glimpse of life after death. There's certainly more to life than meets the eye, and we hope in today's short program to give you some greater insight into what happens after we die when we move on to live in the spirit realms. Thank you, Julian. In order to understand what happens when we die, we first need to understand a bit about the auric body. We are not just the physical body that you see. Around the physical body is a psychic counterpart called the aura. This aura is a psychic reflection of the body. It not only reflects the state of physical health, the emotions and psychic development, but it is the part of ourselves that does not die and disintegrate with the physical body, but which moves on after death to a different realm of existence around this earth. Because the aura contains our memory and personality, then this also goes with us when we die, so we do not forget who we are or who we knew. Now before you all start visualising dead people as oval globules of light and colour, floating around after death, I just want to clarify that this is not the case. The realms we travel to after death are just as physical as this realm, only they are on a different vibration of existence. And because this is the same vibration that the aura is on, then the auric body appears as physical as we appear now. These realms are just like the earth that we know of. They have trees, mountains, rivers and houses. But the spirit realms are more mental than the physical. For instance, you may be able to manifest things through mental visualization. So what happens when we die? The physical body and the auric body are connected together by what is termed the silver cord. This is an etheric cord located at the back of the neck which connects these two bodies together. A person who has a near-death experience is able to come back to life again because the cord has not been broken. Once it is, then the physical body can no longer be inhabited. If you, the spirit, were to try to get back into the body, you would flop right out again. Dr. King explained the transition of death from the physical realm to life on the spirit realms into three distinct experiences. The first 
been a move from the physical realm through death and to what he termed a realm of waiting. This is a place of gradual realization or transition, a recognition of where you are and why you are there. You wait for further instruction and are looked after by people who have given themselves the task of caring for those who have died suddenly or who may need healing. Often when people die, they have no preconception of life after death. It can be a bit of a shock for them, so you would stay in this realm of waiting for as long as needed to adjust to the transition of life after death. For some people, this may only be 15 minutes. For others, it may be as long as a year. Now, following the realm of waiting, you move on to the second stage, which Dr. King termed the realm of deserts. You may have noticed that I keep referring to the spirit realms in plural rather than the singular spirit realm. This is because there is more than one realm of existence beyond this physical. In fact, there are 10 distinctly separate spirit realms, and we're going to talk more about these in a moment. Now, the third stage that Dr. King referred to is called the Hall of Self-Judgment a place where we visit before we reincarnate back on earth, and there we are guided by a higher power to look more closely at our past actions and help to determine the set of experiences we need to have in our next life in order to help us on our pathway to spiritual evolvement. So to summarize the cycle of life and death, we are living on the physical realm, we die, we move to the realm of waiting, Then we move to the realm of deserts. Then we visit the hall of self-judgment. We then return to the realm of deserts to await our rebirth and we're born back again onto the physical. And this cycle continues to repeat itself until we're able to reach the advanced stage of spiritual enlightenment and then ascension. And we've talked about these states in prior programs of Mystic FM and these can be found on our website www.mystic.com tas.co.nz. We're now going to play an extract from Dr. King's lecture on the spirit realms, where he describes a hypothetical case of your everyday businessman passing on to the spirit realms and a basic summary of the sequence of events. Let's take a hypothetical case, a businessman. Generally, businessmen are not enlightened individuals. He hasn't thought about the greater things in life, only about his own little tiny selfish world, which makes him an extremely unenlightened person. He has a heart attack, he passes on. A part of his structure uh, contains his full consciousness, and this goes on to another realm. Now, In this body, he is just as physical as ever he was on earth. Let us not get that wrong either. This is where the spiritualists, uh, those in England anyway, slip up very badly. They seem to think that when a person passes on, he is in a non-physical body. This is not correct. The auric body, which is around you now, is physical, and this is the part which contains your consciousness, your memory, 
and your life and which passes on. Coming back to our unenlightened businessman, uh, he would go to a realm of waiting uh, in order to gain certain instruction and preparation. Uh, he would stay there for a certain length of time. You couldn't say whether it would be 15 minutes or a year because every case would have to be judged individually. Uh, then he would go on to another realm uh, which he deserves to inhabit. I call this second realm the realm of deserts. It depends on how he's lived his life. Uh, any, our idea of the selfish businessman makes him uh, one of the masses and he would go to a not a very high realm. And there he would gain further experience. He would live on this realm as he has lived upon earth. Uh, we hope not in such a selfish fashion, but nevertheless he would live there for a certain length of time. Again, we can't be uh, we can't be dogmatic and say he'd have to stay there for such and such a time. Not at all. He may stay there for five, six, seven, eight years in our time. In his time, this might seem a lot longer. Then, of course, and this is where the Aetherius Society gives information uh, which no other society has yet done, to my knowledge. Uh, he would go to what the uh, Cosmic Masters call the Hall of Self-Judgment. And in the hall of self-judgment, he would judge himself. No, nobody is going to judge him. Nobody is going to condemn him. But he will learn how to judge himself, be his own judge and jury. He will then begin to impose limitation, or the higher self will begin to impose limitation upon the lower self. And he will then await reincarnation upon earth. He will choose his mother and his father. He will choose, with the help of uh, advisors, the exact time to come back, the exact environment to come back, in order to give him certain lessons, which these advisors, coupled with his higher conscious will, consciousness, will predetermine. Then he will live a life upon earth, then he will die again, uh, and then he will go again to the realm of waiting, and so the cycle will go on and on and on and on until he reaches a certain stage, or until the consciousness reaches a certain stage. Uh, when it does, we know what happens. The Nine Freedoms gives you a complete and full account, the best uh, ever given, uh, upon what happens from that stage on. The Nine Freedoms, which Dr. King refers to, is a book written by him. It's available for purchase through our website, 
www.tas.co.nz. So let's take a closer look at these realms of desserts, where you'll spend most of your time. As I mentioned earlier, there are ten spirit realms existing on this earth. If we include this physical realm, this means that there are 11 different vibrations of existence of life around this planet. Six of these realms operate on higher vibrational frequencies to where we now are, and four realms operate on a lower vibrational frequency. So the spirit realms themselves are broken into two distinct areas, the higher realms, which are above the physical, and the lower realms, which are below this physical realm. In biblical terminology, this separation between the realms is referred to as heaven and hell. When you move on from the realm of waiting, you will move to the realm that you deserve to go to based on how you have lived your life. This is reflected in the vibration of your aura. If you have been a deeply spiritual person, then the vibrations of your aura will be heightened. You will then pass to the spirit realm that is vibrating most closely to your own aura, which will be, in this case, on the higher realms. Likewise, if you've been a negative, immoral person, the vibrations of your aura will be much lower. When you move to the realm of desserts, you will naturally be attuned to a lower realm. Which realm you pass to is not a punishment. There is no such thing as eternal hell and damnation. You merely pass to the realm which is most in tune to your aura, and therefore most comfortable for you to exist upon. A person of lower vibration would not be able to exist for long upon one of the higher realms, in the same way that a person of a higher vibration would not be able to exist for long on one of the lower realms. Each realm is on a different energy level, and if you were to travel from plane to plane, you would become aware of subtle changes. Because the higher up the scale, the more alive it becomes, absolutely scintillating with life and music and colour. Then if you were to move down to the lower realms, they would become darker, with not so much light. Each of the six realms above this physical realm has a higher and higher vibration, just as each of the four realms below this physical becomes lower and lower in vibration. For ease of differentiation between the realms, Dr. King numbered the physical realm as level 1, the higher realms as level 2 to level 7, and the lower realms as level minus 1 to level minus 4. So to simplify this, basically your everyday average good person would go to level 2, whereas the saints might all go to level 6. Conversely, your everyday average selfish or unpleasant person may be on level minus one, whereas the mass murderers would be on level minus four. Now, unlike the physical realm, which is a melting pot for all kinds of people, all on different levels of experience, undergoing different karmic lessons, the spirit realms distinctly group people together based on their level of spiritual evolution and current experience cycle. This makes for either a very pleasant realm of existence, if you happen to be living on a higher realm, but not necessarily a very pleasant place to be if you're on the lower realms. Although saying this, many of the people living there excel in this environment. 
We must remember that when people pass on from the physical realm, they do not become angels or saints. We retain our basic memory and personality and continue in much the same way as we lived on this physical realm. Whether this be expanding our spiritual knowledge or at the other end of the scale, trying to gain greater power and control over others through war and mayhem. In Dr. King's lecture on the spirit realms, he gave us some insight into what people do while they are living there. One of these things is that people have an opportunity to attend the many schools of learning on various subjects which exist on these realms. For example, the schools in the higher mental realms reflect the best of this realm. They have large temples for worship and halls of learning, teaching people many and varied subjects, such as prayer, healing, writing, art, music, physics, electronics, science. You don't have to attend these schools if you don't want to, but many people choose to learn new things, as well as become experts in subjects they've already excelled at while on the physical. People can move between the different realms, but they may not be able to remain long in that realm if there is too much disparity between the auric vibration and the vibration of the realm that they are on. So they may attend a school of learning on the next level up, or come down from a higher level to provide teaching to those on the realms below them. After having attended some of the schools of learning, people may also then take on a certain job or task. Let's listen to another extract from Dr. King as he explains this further. But after you have qualified, you would be given a definite task to do, whatever that might be. Definite duties to perform. Some of these duties would be looking after people who had passed on and helping them to get over the tremendous shock of passing on. Because we mustn't forget that to most people this will be a shock. They have a heart seizure, they pass on quickly, they don't know where they are. They're caught in a twilight realm between the worlds, for instance. They've never thought about life after death. Their consciousness has never risen any higher than their own petty, selfish little world uh, which has revolved around a confounded television set. So here we have a tremendous shock, uh, a person uh, just like somebody suddenly losing their eyesight. They just wander about blindly. Right, well, your task might quite well be, and a very worthy task it would be too, by the way, to help such people, to guide them and heal them. Uh, and help them through this waiting period, this adjustment period, until they were fully adjusted to live on the other realms, even uh, act, act uh, as a guide for them. Dr. King has also told us that some of the great scientists who live on the higher realms continue with their different projects and inventions and if it is safe to do so, may make these discoveries known on realms below them, including the physical realm, through inspiring and guiding scientists living here. Now what about ghosts, or earthbound spirits? How do they fit into this cycle of life and death? Let's listen to another extract from Dr. King, where he explains this. What about the earthbound spirits? Uh, first of all, do they exist? The answer is yes. Uh, what are they? 
Well, uh, they're oddities uh, in a way. Uh, an earthbound spirit must have a very, very strange karmic pattern. Uh, for instance, let me give you just a little illustration of one well, well proven. Uh, there was a, a certain uh, underground station in London called Covent Garden. Uh, it all started uh, a year or so ago when two cleaners were walking down the station at night sweeping it up. Suddenly one of them screamed and ran. Uh, they had seen a ghost. That ghost was seen by several hundred people and it got so bad that they almost had to close the station. Now, what was this ghost? Well, it was, the, it was proven beyond all doubt to be the ghost or spirit body, if you like, of an actor who had some years before uh, fallen from one of the balconies in Covent Garden, he actually committed suicide, by throwing himself from one of the balconies in Covent Garden down onto the stalls, and he was killed. Now this man again was proven uh, to be someone whose acting was supposed to be his life, and he was so keen on it that he would not leave Covent Garden. And there he would appear, night, and he's, as he did, night after night, we dressed up in, in some Shakespearean costume and walk down the thing, stand in the middle of the platform and wait for a train or something, and then he would shrug his shoulders, get a bit mad, and walk straight up through the wall. Now, this was seen, well-authenticated case. I can talk, I can mention dozens of cases similar to this, but I brought this out because it only happened relatively a few years ago. Such a person must have had a strange karmic pattern, uh, to make him commit suicide. Uh, I forget now the exact reason why he did, but it was proved why he did. Uh, to make him commit suicide, and, and he had such a keen uh, love uh, of Covent Garden uh, Theatre that he would not leave it. He, he probably refused all help, or he probably came back at the same time every night, as he did when he was actually playing there. So you do have earthbound spirits. Uh, some of them are not in any way malefic. Uh, some of them are very naughty. We, we come across many, many cases like this, and often they only need to be spoke, talked to in the right manner to be educated to be released. The, the ghost of Cotton Garden was released uh, by some mediums who went down there and they made a good job of it and he just didn't come again as far as I know. So, so earthbound spirits then are either bound to the earth through some great evil or through some great love and uh, they can be released in one way or the other they, they are oddities in as much as they have a very, very strange karmic pattern. So ghosts are people who, when they have died, have not moved directly onto the realm of waiting, but have lingered in spirit on the physical realm, 
sometimes due to a strong draw to something on the physical realms, or a stubborn refusal to believe that they are dead. Now just because you see a family member in spirit, this doesn't mean that they are a ghost. They may just be having a short visit from the spirit realms. Ghosts can be caught for long periods of time on the physical realm, and may need help to move on to the spirit realms. Once they do move on though, they rejoin the cycle of life on the spirit realms and then reincarnate back to the physical. So how long may we spend on the spirit realms before we reincarnate again? For some people, the time on the spirit realms may be relatively brief, maybe only five years. For others, it may be for hundreds of years. Every single case and situation is different. In each instance of life, you have the opportunity to improve your karmic pattern and the vibrations of your aura through the choices you make in this life. This means that the next time you pass to the spirit realm, you may find yourself in a different realm of desert, whether that be higher or lower, depending on your actions in your current life. Let's listen then to a final extract from Dr. King as he summarizes for us the interrelationship between life on the physical realm we now inhabit and life on the spirit realm. So there we have a concise picture, I think, of the other realms uh, around Earth. And you can see that while life after death is not the wonderful heaven that some people paint it, nevertheless, it is, uh, it consists of realms which are very beautiful and the higher up the scale you go, the more uh, wonderfully beautiful these realms are in every way. But more important than that, these realms are very useful in as much as uh, people do have every possible conceivable opportunity of advancing and preparing themselves. Now, if this, as I've stated, is the case, and it certainly is the case, you will see that you live really two lives. You live a whole set of life on the f- lives on the physical realm and a whole set of lives on the other realm. And your advancement on the physical realm is in relation to uh, and coupled with your advancement on the higher realm. You get a certain set of experiences here on the higher realm. You get another set of experiences. You come back here again, carrying on where you left off. It's rather like reading two stories at the same time. You're reading one book, you read one page of one book and one page of a higher book. And then you come down to the lower book and you gradually begin to understand this lower book better because 
you've read this page of the higher book. And then you move from page to page, from page to page, from set of experiences to set of experiences, until there comes a time when you can put the both experiences together and then you pass on to even higher realms still. Dr. King gave a few pieces of advice when he gave his lecture on this topic. The first thing he said was to look after not just your physical body, but your auric body as well. Because it depends upon the purity of that auric body as to what environment you must come back to. You have to remember that you are evolving two sets of bodies. One is the body we inhabit for maybe 80 odd years, the other body you inhabit for thousands of years. That's your auric body. The best thing you can do for your auric body is pranayama or yogic breathing exercises or spiritual exercises of any kind. An 80-year-old person who has been breathing correctly will have a far better aura than a much younger person who has been taking drugs for a few years. When the 80-year-old person passes on, because their auric body is virile and pure, then they won't be like an 80-year-old person on the other realms, but appear much younger. Now the second thing Dr. King said was that in his discussions with people who had passed over, they usually said, if only I had my life over again, I would do this and this and this. And when they are saying this, they don't mean buying flash cars and houses. They mean that they would do things that would help their spiritual development. You see, although we have experience in other realms around this earth, it is this physical realm where you can make the most strides in your spiritual evolution. And as such, it is the most important realm. If you focus on your spiritual development and helping others and giving service, then hopefully, when you pass over, you will not have regrets like some of the people George King met. Thank you for listening to Mystic FM, brought to you by the Aetherius Society. Tune in next time for more cosmic spirituality, because it is wisdom that sets you free.